You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, this is Seth Payne. I played a long time in the NFL, and now I talk about it three times a week on the Deceptively Fast podcast. I bring you the biggest football stories in a lighthearted but in-depth manner, but also the world of health and fitness and a bunch of interviews with successful people from all walks of life. You're going to hear from current players and coaches, as well as my former teammates and experts from the national media. Subscribe today. It's the Deceptively Fast podcast on Radio.com. Baseball is here. And Andy Bunker, Brian Jordan, and Joe Patrick are live from Florida with exclusive coverage. Brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back on a uh, Sunday morning here live from spring training in Orlando, Florida. The spring training show with Andy Bunker, Brian Jordan, and Joe Patrick brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. We heard this name, uh, this song a lot yesterday, didn't we? Yes. That Dirty Water song was played at JetBlue Park as the Braves took on the Red Sox. Uh, had a great time down there, though, as, as you heard in the first hour. Got a chance to speak with Brian Snicker. Got a chance to, to see Kyle Wright pitch. We'll let you hear our conversation with Kyle Wright coming up in 20 minutes. We also talked to Dansby Swanson, as, as folks just heard. And, um, Brian, I wonder from this perspective, knowing that Dansby had all of the hype that he had, I don't know that there is much hype anymore. I think it's it's a different conversation with Dansby now, but there was that hype. He was uh, lauded with pressure by the, by the organization. He's a former number one overall pick. I wonder how important it is for him to get off to a good start this year. Coming off of what last year was, the injury is behind him now, as he told us. Does he need to have a really good April? Yes, no question about <laughs> it, Andy. And, you know, you don't ever want to put that much pressure on a guy, but he's lived it already. They put so much pressure on him as a young stud his first year, and it's not getting any easy for him, easier for him. Uh, being injured last year uh, held him back from really reaching a potential that I believe he has. I think he's a great player. I think he has all the tools to be great. He runs everything out. He gives 110%, plays good defense. And I know he has power, you know, but his definitely his wrist affected that last year. But it's going to be important for him to get off to a good start. And I know he's looking over his shoulder, you know, as a player. I know I would as a young player. You know, that, that guy is right behind me, Camargo. He wants to play every day. He proved himself. So I hope he doesn't go out there in the first couple of weeks and put that pressure on himself. Just be healthy. And let his talents take over. He has the talents to be successful. But the answer to that question, yes, he's, he has to get off to a good start. Yeah, I think we talked about it in the last segment. The external pressures with Johan Camargo you know, kind of lurking around are, are quite obvious. But I think he needs that internal confidence, too. That, that good start for his own, yeah. for his own confidence to say, to say to himself, I'm healthy. I can do this. I can be back to you know, playing the best baseball I've played in my career uh, as a fully healthy player, which he hasn't been for, you know, a long time. And I think for a player, it's got to be hard when you've been injured for that long to kind of remember, you know, how you can perform at your best. Yeah, mentally, it, it, I'm quite sure it's it's affecting him in a sense. Uh, but I know Kevin Seiser, to me, is one of the best hitting instructors in the game. And I know he's in Dansby's ear 
every day in spring training. You healed your 100%. Mentally, get back to where you used to be. Having fun, relax, and and take the pressure off. I, I know that's his probably talk to him every single day. Uh, having his wrist back, I think he's going he's gonna to show that power. I was watching him in batting practice yesterday. He looked comfortable. He's driving the ball the other way, which is going to be so important for him. If he can get off to a good start driving the ball the other way, he's going to have a fantastic year. And, uh, you know, his confidence will, will soar if he does that. And to his credit, I think he's, he's been calm. He, he seems like he's in a good place mentally, physically. So it's not I, – I think a lot of these, you know, these questions that we have, it's, it's, it's concerns, obviously, based on previous experience. But I think that, you know, going forward from what we've seen, he looks to be in a good place. He just needs to kind of – he needs that production to kind of solidify what yeah. he's feeling. Yeah, I mean, he, he's gone through – you think about what his – his career has been like, especially since he's been traded to Atlanta. He's gone through a very strange circumstance where you have to be mentally strong to deal with it. I mean, he came up when he played 30 games at the end of 2016 and, and hit the ball well. Yeah. And because of that, it was determined that he was then the future and the face of the franchise, which might have been a little premature, as we've seen now. And that's a lot of pressure for a young guy. That could have cracked somebody. Right. So for him to still be here... Um, and and hopefully be able to I don't know if he's going to be able to resume that role that they tried to put him into, but just to be a part of the team going forward, uh, we know that he's mentally strong to have dealt with the last couple of years and not playing up to the standard that he hoped to and not being able to step right into that face of the franchise. Now, like you said, Brian, just has to couple the mental uh, capability with a little bit of the physical capability, and hopefully he's a guy we could depend on every single day at shortstop. You know, what was funny, after the game, uh, you know, I saw my former manager who works with uh, the Boston Red Sox as assistant to the GM, Tony La Russa. Mm -hmm. And myself, Tony, and Walt Weiss were sitting out there talking, and Dansby walks out, and, and Tony says – man, he's probably mad at me right now because I traded him and I didn't want him to trade him. <laughs> and, you know, they had an interesting conversation. You know, Tony just kind of pumped him up and said, man, I did not want to trade you. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they had a little uh, banter back and forth. But, you know what, in that conversation listening to Dansby, he said, hey, business is business. You know, it's put me in a great situation. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you, Tony. And it shows his maturity, man. And, and, and to me – it shows how relaxed he is and confident he is that he's going to be okay this year. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, he's a guy that I know has the talent, the ability, uh, but it, it has to click in his head that yeah. I am the man and it's my position to lose. And he, go out there and, and just be himself. He's going to be successful. That's the voice of Brian Jordan. Joe Patrick, our 92.9 The Game Braves insider here as well. I'm Andy Bunker, live from spring training with our spring training show presented by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. Now, coming up in 15 minutes, we will let you hear our conversation with Kyle Wright. Um, I did want to get back to the other part of the Dansby conversation, though, Joe, and I know we've been talking about this this morning and yesterday as well. The Johan Camargo side of it, the fact that you got a guy who led the team in RBIs last year in the second half of the season, was the starting third baseman. That spot has been taken by Josh Donaldson, but look, Donaldson might be hurt at times, hopefully not, but maybe. Uh, so Camargo is going to be necessary there. Brian Snicker referred, him, referred to him as the super utility guy. He also might be providing a little bit of heat 
behind some of these people as well. Dansby knows he's behind him. Donaldson knows that if he's not hitting well, Camargo's back there. We saw Camargo play right field yesterday. Um, Camargo has multiple impacts on this team. Not only is he good, but he's also that talented guy right behind you that if you're not playing well, he's going to start instead of you. Yeah, I I think it's a motivating force for a lot of these guys. You know, we, we... We heard Kyle Wright echo similar sentiments about the starting rotation battle, and I think that you know Johan Camargo kind of provides that same sort of competition, uh, at you know out in the diamond on the in the other position. So I think he's super important for this team. And yesterday, you know, only Braves RBI came from Johan Camargo. There struggled, you go. struggled a beautiful single in the right field. You know, and that's for a manager. That's a good thing because now as a as a starter, I'm a player. I'm looking over my shoulder because Camargo is just waiting to get in the lineup. Yeah. And I felt so bad, you know, in a sense when, when we went out and got Josh Donaldson. A healthy Josh Donaldson is going to change this offense around. It's, it's no doubt in my mind if he stays healthy, he's going to do what he's been doing his whole career, and that's hitting 35 home runs, driving in 100 runs. That's a great upgrade. But I hate it for Camargo because all the question marks we had about Camargo – Last year, he just continued to prove and prove himself all season long to where he was the MVP in the second half of the season. Yes, Acuna, mate, was the uh, rookie of the year, was great, but Camargo quietly was the MVP, driving in the most RBIs in the second half and playing a great third base. He can do it all. Uh, And if you're Marquecas in right field, you know, you got to be looking over your shoulder. He's running back on balls, looking really good. I know Eric Young is working with him hard. And and I talked to Eric Young, and he said, hey, this kid is an athlete, and uh, he's going to make the adjustment. He can play anywhere. And uh, he played first base last year. Yep. We saw that. Right. Yep. He's playing second base, shortstop, third, and the outfield position. So it's nothing he can't do. And I know Snick is going to try to get him – a hundred games this year. That's going to be tough if everybody stays healthy mm-hmm. and do what they're supposed to do. But uh, I mean, he's he's valuable. And you could see that athleticism kind of carry him through. Yesterday when he was playing right field, you yeah. could see him kind of get turned around on some fly balls and stuff like that. He's not technically perfect on on, on the way he feels the position, but he's athletic enough, and he's and he's you know he has the natural instincts to play the game. That's going that, that can make him a, a suitable fielder. You know in so many different positions. And that's the important thing, watching him yesterday. A lot of guys who just go from the infield to the outfield, they're scared to take their eyes off the ball. Mm. And we remember he ran back, he started out breaking to his left, and instead of turning his whole body around, he just turned his head to the other side and made the catch. That's an athletic move. And you can't teach that. I mean, that has to be in you, instincts. And uh, he's shown us that he can do it. You know what's interesting? And this this show, we're about an hour and twelve minutes into our spring training show right now. I think this sort of a a microcosm of of the off of the, the off season conversation. We've hardly mentioned Ronald Acuna, and I think it's oh, yeah. just I think it's just because it's a su- almost maybe a su- you feel comfortable with that's that. That's a given, that, right? <laughs> I, and I think that's how we feel. But that's what's crazy about it is what is given with Ronald Acuna. He was so good as a rookie. He didn't even start the year last year on the roster. He was he was not on the opening day because of the you know the arbitration situation Which will and all change. that. God, I hope so. Bargaining. God, I hope so. I just I have such a problem with with there being a, a, a strategy in sports that keeps guys off the field. Yeah. Like the strategy in sports should always revolve around putting the best players on the on field, the field. Mm-hmm. whether it's the NCAA, whatever. That's a long conversation for a different day. Mm-hmm. But Acuna is 
going to be the opening day center fielder. Whether he's going to bat leadoff or, or clean up or whatever, we don't know that yet. We'll talk about that later. But doesn't it kind of well, feel like... center fielder. Oh, I'm sorry, left fielder. Inciarte my my bad. My, my, maybe someday <laughs> he'll be the center fielder. It's a right-hander. Nola is going. <laughs> yeah, so my bad. Inciarte left fielder. Be there. Um, I, I think that because of all of the question marks, the, the rotation, the injuries, the inaction of the offseason with the front office, um, Dansby in this, we talk about these things instead of talking about Acuna. That's kind of nice to have a guy like that in your in your lineup that you think to yourself, well, he's given. We know he'll right. be an all-star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like he's LeBron James. Leave him alone. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to talk about him. Let's talk about the other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Acuna coming up next and some of those other conversations, including where Kyle Wright fits into the rotation. He was fantastic again yesterday. We got a chance to talk to him yesterday. We'll let you hear that conversation coming up next on the Spring Training Show, brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. We're hanging out with you here until noon on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to Orlando here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game, the spring training show brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. Speaking of Atlanta Peach Movers, we're going to be joined by the owner, uh, Orlando Lynch, coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. Get a a fan perspective, uh, some excitement as to what's coming into this season, because look, that's one of the biggest things about this year. One of the biggest things about 2019, one of the biggest things about coming off of a division championship is... The excitement's going to be there. You got the new park. I know it's a couple years old now, but it's still brand new. You got a lot of the young players coming up, and now you got this pedigree and level of expectation because of last season. There's there's a lot to look forward to in 2019. So we'll speak to Orlando Lynch coming up in 20 minutes about that. Also, let you hear from Kyle Wright, our conversation with him yesterday. Uh, Brian, I know that that you were very excited to, to see him not only perform well yesterday, mm-hmm. but rebound and react to maybe getting off to a little bit of a slow start yesterday as well. Well, you know what? When you're evaluating young pitchers, man, it's, it's not about how hard they throw it's, and, you know, how many pitches they do, don't throw, but it's how they react to, to some type of controversy or or something going wrong. How do they bounce back? And, and yesterday, watching him against the world champion Red Sox, who started – their starting lineups yeah, yeah. and uh to face a Pedroja and uh you know that heck just that whole lineup Luke yeah that's JD Martinez yeah exactly all guys. I mean MVP from last year that first inning you saw he got roughed up a little bit and and I was just sitting back and I was watching I was like hey everybody was hyping him up the next he's gonna be the fourth fifth starter he's gonna be great and I said not too fast mm-hmm. you know the first couple of weeks of spring pitchers should dominate the hitters but now we're going to really test out these young guys. And he struggled in that first, and I was like, uh-oh, watch out. But let's watch him. Man, did he bounce back. He attacked the strike zone. He was nasty for the next three innings. He threw 72 pitches, one walk, five strikeouts. I was impressed yeah. <laughs> with his outing. And, uh, you know, again, I continue to talk about Vanderbilt pitchers, man. Those guys just seem like they are above the rest coming out of college. And he looks – his demeanor is just so calm, cool, and collected. 
I like this guy. Those Vandy guys seem to have an, an intangible that makes them more major league ready or, or capable of handling that situation when very soon after they come out of that school. So it, it is a very good point. I thought it was very interesting the way Brian Snicker said that, you know, pitching against a team, a lineup like the Red Sox put out yesterday is a great barometer for Kyle Wright, yep. you know, as a young pitcher to go test himself against these guys. And I think that from a coaching standpoint, that gives Snicker and his staff the best perspective on what he can actually provide coming into the regular season because those are the lineups he's going to be facing. He's not going to be facing guys in a split squad or in a deeper in the line, uh, deeper in the squad. And just how he responded to some of the comments he made after the game, you know. Well, first inning, I, I left some balls up, but I, I adjusted and I didn't leave those balls up the next time I faced those guys. You know, how he made adjustments and how he spoke on that to me was just he's ready. Yeah. He is ready to perform in, in the, the stars and, and it, under the lights. And, and I think another thing that, that's going to benefit him in his performance yesterday especially, but all throughout spring training for Kyle Wright, has been his ability to attack the strike zone. Yes. He talked about that's something he wanted to do yeah. and it's, he's been focusing on all spring. And it's something the Braves struggled with last year. They were second in the majors in the most walks given up. And so that's going to be, you know, especially with two catchers who aren't very prolific with throwing guys out at second, I think it's going to be very important to try to, limit the amount of free first bases you give away during the right. season. Yeah. And uh, and Kyle Wright has pitched this spring. I think he has 16 strikeouts and only two walks. And Correct. I think what we saw in that what we saw in that first inning was he was attacking the strike zone and he was getting hit. Yeah, he was. You know? yep. But he didn't but he, it didn't scare him and he just kept pounding it. And he's got the stuff where eventually the guys aren't going to hit him so much. And, and when you look at Boston lineup, the one thing that they do great is they take pitches. They make mm. pitches throw a lot of pitches. They have to throw strikes eventually. And when they do, the Red Sox deliver. And that's something that he put pressure on those hitters because he was getting ahead of those guys with strikes. And he saw them swinging, fouling balls off. But, again, like you said, he attacked the strikes on only one walk. And that's huge, especially after watching these pitches last year. Young guys come up and walk so many leadoff hitters. Mm-hmm. And we saw Luke Jackson come in the game. And walk the leadoff guy, and next thing you know, the floodgates open for yep. Boston. Well, that, and like you said, that was a part of the story of the year last year for the Braves pitching staff was the uh, inability to not walk guys. Just frustratingly, you know, we're sitting there midway through the summer pulling our hair out. Like, guys, how many more wins would you have if you could just control the strike zone a little bit? You said it. 12 innings pitch for Kyle Wright in the spring, 16 strikeouts, two walks. I'll take those numbers. That's about as good a ratio as you can get. And how much shorter the games will be if we stop walking, guys, man. Four-hour games. That's a great point. We talk about speeding up the game, pitch clocks, uh, batter amounts, and all that stuff. Um, Throw strikes. Yeah. Uh, Put the ball in play. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe don't walk around so much between pitches. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, You talked a lot yesterday. We were driving down there to Fort Myers about playing behind Greg Maddich. Greg Maddich. Wow. Two-hour, 20-minute games. Oh, yeah. On average, <laughs> on average, man, every I think every player loved Greg Maddox when he was playing. We wanted to be in a lineup because we knew it was going to be a quick game. And to me, when you have quick games like that, it keeps you on your toes as an outfielder, an infielder. Right. It makes you look really good because you're really into the ball game, man. And that's why Maddox was so great. And man. we've talked about the, ga- the way the game is trending. Guys are throwing harder. Guys are trying to swing with more power, with more, getting uh, getting the better ball launch. So 
like all these things that are getting analytics. Into the game. Yeah, hey, we made uh, it, we made it ninety minutes without saying analytics or <laughs> or launch angle. Launch angle. That, so that's yeah, great. Yeah, I think we've right. done a really good that's job. Right. This is the spring trading show, by the way, brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name on ninety two nine. The game that is Brian Jordan. You you know Brian Jordan. You're also hearing Joe Patrick. He's our ninety two nine. The game Braves insider. I'm Andy Bunker. You can participate with the show throughout the entire uh, three hours. I guess ninety minutes left. Uh, on Twitter, at 92.9 The Game. Any question, any topic, we will answer it. We'll get to a couple of those in a minute. The Solomon Brothers Diamond text line is open, as always, 404-741-0929. Before we get to some of those Twitter questions, though, we saw Kyle Wright pitch yesterday. Then we got to talk to Kyle Wright after. Um, as impressive as he was as a pitcher, speaking with him was pretty impressive as well, and you'll find out why in just a minute. Um Again, I know that there's some good questions about the pitching staff and about maybe a move or two that's yet to be made by the front office. I kind of feel like Kyle Wright quiets those conversations a little bit and the other young pitchers behind him. We'll get back to those guys after we hear from Kyle Wright. Uh, this is from yesterday, right after he was done pitching. We spoke to him in the clubhouse. Uh, again, all interviews on the spring training show exclusively brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. Here's Kyle Wright from yesterday afternoon. Do you feel any pressure on you when, when you know Fulton Evans is not going to be ready and uh, that fourth and fifth spot is, is wide open right now? Uh, no, not really because you know, I know Fulton's going to be back and we're going to need him anyways to win some games for us because you know, he's obviously an unbelievable talent. So for me, it's just you know day by day, try to see what I can do to be better. I know you don't want to give up two runs in the first inning, but in spring training, is it almost good to do something like that and then see how you react? Yeah, actually, you know that's kind of a good point. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of being able to come back after anything like that, you know, put put up more zeros is definitely a, a good building point and something that I can, you know, use later on in the season. So, yeah, that's actually a really good point and uh, definitely something to, to build off of because I was able to come back in those next couple innings and, and uh, make some good pitches. Looking at last year, you know, no expectations on the Braves and all of a sudden they win the division. Coming into the spring training, I mean, have you set some goals for yourself? Are you feeling good about where you're at? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, really, the main goal is just cut down my walks. You know, anytime mm-hmm. I kind of got in trouble last year was I was behind the counts and walking guys. So, uh, really, my goal is just attack hitters. You know, don't give any guys free ba- free bases. You know, these teams are good enough. You know, you don't need to give them any extra. So, for me, that's that's my number one goal is just attack hitters and cut down the walks, and you know, everything else will kind of take care of itself. People are getting excited. Like every, every time you get out there and start, the hype, the the enthusiasm is building. Is it something that you can totally block out, or is it kind of fun to know that that exists? Oh, uh, you know, I try to block it out. You know, try not to, to look at it too much because I know me and, and there's a ton of other good pitchers too. You know, so a lot of people just uh, I don't know, I don't I don't want to say forget about those other guys, but we got some some really good arms in this organization that have pitched really well this spring too. So. Um, I think it's kind of fun for all of us just to kind of go out there and compete and uh, watch each other do well because, you know, at the end of the day we're all on the same team and we all want everyone to do well. So um, it's kind of fun, really, more so than anything, just to, to go out there and compete and, you know, watch all these other great pitchers so too. Coming out of Vanderbilt, you know, you look at Dave, David Price's success. Have you had a chance to talk to him, you know, especially being over here? Yeah. Has he stopped by and – you know, before the game and, and had a chat with you? Uh, no, I haven't. You know, I, I remember when I when my, I made my debut against him last year, He uh, after I was done, he, you know, kind of yelled at me from across the dugout and, you know, threw up a, a VU. So, uh-huh. I mean, he, you know, I, I haven't talked to him a lot, but, you know, whenever I do, you know, he's a great guy. You know, he's, he's fun to talk to. He's very energetic. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Has there anything thus far, just sort of a moment that stands out to you as like, wow, this is uh, – 
this is pretty cool. This is fun, guys. You're pitching against, or maybe seeing Acuna or some of the other guys doing some things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be my uh, my debut. You know, I, that was the day I'll never forget. You know, it was, it was against the it was against the Red Sox. It was a really tough team at that. You know, I ended up throwing pretty well, so I would definitely say that's probably my where it really truly set in was that first game because that was that was something else. That was Kyle Wright from yesterday after a, another solid performance. Got off to a rocky start, talked about it, but then bounced back, showing poise and the ability to deal with that sort of situation. That's something that's going to come up when he's in the big leagues. I think we feel pretty confident that he's going to be in the big leagues coming out of coming out of camp. I feel very confident he will be in the big leagues coming out of camp, especially with the injury to Fulton Nevich. But again, man, it, it's so much competition right now for those spots and uh, – I continue to bring up Bryce Wilson. He's been dominant so far in spring. Yes, these next couple of weeks are going to be crucial as hitters start catching up with pitchers to watch these young guys and see who can continue to make adjustments and perform well against those guys. All right, coming up next, we will get out to the the Twitter. At 92.9 The Game, any questions you guys have from what we may have seen down here, conversations we might have had, questions headed into the season, we will address a lot of those coming up next at 92.9 The Game. Orlando Lynch also going to jump on with us, the owner of Atlanta Peach Movers. Uh, He will hang out and have some Braves conversation as well. He's nervous. He's shaking. We'll make him calm. (laughs) There's nothing to be nervous about. It's going to be great. We'll be right back here live from Orlando, the spring training show brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name on 92.9 The Game. When it comes to our Braves, nobody's got you covered like us. As we take you live to Florida for our spring training baseball show. Brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. Here's Andy, Brian, and Joe on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to Orlando, Florida, live from spring training, our 92.9 The Game spring training show. Brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. We're hanging out until noon today. Andy Bunker, Brian Jordan, Joe Patrick, and special guest for this segment. We didn't know we were going to have special live guests on our spring (laughs) training show. This is exciting. Orlando Lynch, the owner of Atlanta Peach Movers. Thanks for, first of all, Thanks for, for, for all of this, for sending us down here, for helping us provide uh, the coverage that we're providing to baseball fans on 92.9 The Game. Um, and second of all, thanks for coming by and saying what's up. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously a lot to be excited about, and we had a chance to be down here the last couple of days. Going to go to the game later today. We've got the lineup out for one of the split squad games. Yep. We'll give that to you in a minute. But I wonder, Orlando, I know that you're a, you're a season ticket holder. You're a Braves fan. You have to be incredibly excited going into 2019, all the young guys after what they did last year. Oh, man, I am excited, very excited. I'm a baseball man. I love baseball. So yeah, man. Like, this is right up my alley. Plus, I'm a hitter, so I'm uh, really excited with the lineup we have this year. A hitter? I'm a hitter. You used to play baseball, man. I I've tried known, to play. Yeah. <laughs> I've known Orlando for a long time, Could man. Could you play? Back in the day, our kids played basketball together, man. But I man, can play a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> all I know is he, he grew up hanging with some stars like Dave Parker and Will Medlock. Willie Stargell. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, I grew it's, up in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh right. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I grew up in Pittsburgh, so I used to go to Three River Stadium every day. So I got to know those guys. That's awesome. I know you mentioned that you got to go see the Pirates game yesterday, right? I did. We're down watching the Braves and the Red Sox. That's the amazing thing. If you have not been down to the, to the Florida, to the, to the Grapefruit League. Grapefruit League, yeah. It's everywhere. 
I mean, we were driving yesterday yeah. down to where we went to watch the game, drive back up the highway. There's games going on all over. Obviously, here in Orlando, there's a bunch of games going on today. Um, I would highly recommend it. Great thing for kids. There's kids everywhere, by the way. Plus, we're like five seconds from Disney, too. And how about that? We drove by the new site of the right. Braves, North Point, just outside of Sarasota. It's going to be phenomenal Amazing. next year when they move into that facility. And actually, they're going to play a game late on in spring. So they're going to move into the new facility. In Atlanta Peach. I would imagine you'd be in. involved with that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. So that's a good thing. Good, yeah. How so, what does that mean? They're going from, uh, from here down to there. That starts later on this spring, right? Starts mm-hmm. later on this spring. Uh, they'll play a game, I believe, on the 24th okay. down at Newport. Uh, North Point, and the facility is is going up as we speak. It's nearly complete, uh, and man, the players are in for a treat. It's gonna it's it's gonna be a phenomenal facility, right? Not far from Fort Myers, so those guys get to travel very close and play some more games against. Not the Detroit Tigers every other day, <laughs> as we've seen lately. So, no, it's going to be fun for those guys, and I'm looking forward to the move down there also. Yeah, they actually have a split. One of the games they play today is against the Astros. The other one's against the Tigers again. <laughs> I think right. it's the seventh time they play the Tigers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Orlando, what we also want to know, obviously, is people move. In the city, I'm moving actually in in about Great. three weeks from right now, a month from right now. My wife and I are just closing on a house. Um, Can confirm he was on the he was on the phone last night in in the hotel room here talking, <laughs> going over some of the details, the finances. <laughs> I, know, I know you probably can't help with that part of it, exactly. but the moving aspect of it, of course. Why, if 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 not just me, but somebody is looking to make a move in the city of Atlanta, in in the metro of Atlanta, why is Atlanta Peach Movers the the company to choose? Well, it's, it starts with our uh, training. I've been doing this for about. 30 years now and uh, back in 2003 I built a house inside of my warehouse to train my movers movers uh, it's very hard to find good movers and so I built this house so movers can actually learn how to load the furniture wrap the furniture and uh, carry it and as well as load it onto a truck that's brilliant. So instead of, you know, you're not training on my stuff, yeah. you know, you're training on, <laughs> yeah. on, on yeah. a, well, in, that's in a what training we used site. to do. Right, we used exactly. To train on the customer's stuff. And I so. think most companies probably do because oh, they, they do. don't have a house in their warehouse. I- exactly. <laughs> so the, this has been a game changer for us. So That's great. And Orlando moved me three times already. I mean, oh, God, oh, wow. I can't stay in one place. But uh, <laughs> no, he's done a great job, man. And you talk about rap, man. Those guys wrap that stuff so tight, man. Trying to get our rap <laughs> open is. is hard to do but you know I, I just want to comment too about Orlando uh, again I said I, I moved three times so I know the customer service I know what they do but uh, more importantly I know he does a lot in the community too man giving back and uh, I think that's so import- important when you talk about companies and corporations it's not about how much money you make it's about giving back and uh, you know Orlando I, I just want to say I tip my cap to you what you do in the community also well, talk thank, a little bit you. about that too man well uh it's all about giving back my, my motto is to whom much is given much is required and uh that's how I grow my company just by helping out in the community what's the weirdest thing you've ever helped somebody move some lions Okay, what? that was that for, for Zoo Atlanta. <laughs> That's the winning answer. I moved, I moved some lions for Zoo Atlanta to Chicago. I moved two lions. 
like lions, like from the jungle, from the jungle at Zoo Atlanta. How they, did you they, find they, workers for that? Because I know <laughs> yeah, I would no thanks, I'm, I'm that It was day. crazy because uh, <laughs> we had the lions in the back of the truck, and they had to put a camera back there so they could watch the lions the whole time that we drove to Chicago. They could see the lions and make sure. I guess they didn't get out because Tennessee <laughs> yeah. had this crazy law that uh, when you come through their state, you had to be armed. In case the lions got out, so that was fifty-year-old law. But uh, wow. yeah, we wow. drove the lions to Chicago. And they, I don't know. I'm not mad at that law. Like I yeah. think that's an okay law. I don't need lions running around. Yeah, right, right. So that was a pretty uh, unique experience. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's man, I, we didn't plan that, by the way. How do you? Yeah, tra- I had no idea hey, what he was going to say. How do you train workers to move <laughs> right, some lions? Right, right. Yeah, where's that in the warehouse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly so. Oh, that's fantastic, man. All right, so let's do this. Orlando again. Uh, Orlando Lynch joining us. The owner of Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name, by the way. Don't be saying that there's a tree in there because there's not. Um, <laughs> Orlando is a uh, is the season ticket holder of the Braves. We're bringing you our spring training show live from, from Orlando, which is also a little bit confusing, your name being Orlando and that we're in Orlando. As we, were, as, we were, as we were planning for this, yeah. it was like, all right, we're, okay, and then we're going to talk to Orlando. Well, I told my friend they named it after me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> right, yeah, all right, yeah. So it's good that you're here. Um, we have some questions on Twitter from Braves fans. We do. Uh, we at do. 92.9 The Game. Joe? Yeah, you, let's, let, let's go to first one from Jared Ross King. He says, do you think there's a chance Atlanta adds Keuchel or Kimbrell? Or both? Well, it all depends on the amount of years that they come down to. Right, right. now, I, I believe Keuchel and uh, Kimbrell, they're not going to get five or six years. I mean, we see what's the trend now uh, with older players. And, uh, and that trend is trending down as far as years. So I believe once the agent realizes – at some point very soon because you got two more weeks left in spring training. Those guys are not signed. Those years have come down, and I think the Braves may listen to those agents because, you know, we're still looking for a closer. I I, I don't right. think we're convinced mm-hmm. yeah. that Viscaino's going to be the guy or yep. Mentor's going to be the guy. So it's really still a race going on as who's going to be the closer. So if Kimbrell gets the years down, I mean, he may be a guy that, you know, Alex might bring in to camp late. How, how far down do the years have to get, do you think? Look, I know Kimbrell wanted five years. He wanted like $100 million. That's not going to happen, obviously, no. at this point. No. Anthopolis, this offseason, the, the deals that he agreed to with guys were one-year contracts. Is that what they would have to agree to? I, I believe they have to agree to uh, two years with a, a, a team option okay. for a yep. third year. That would make the most sense, and I know Alex, he knows dollars and cents, and he's a very smart man. So if it comes down to that, I think he'll he'll go in and dive in and, and bring in Kimball or maybe Keiko too. Yeah, if you look at the Braves' contracts currently uh, in the books right now, they really they only have two players with with guaranteed money coming to them past 2020. So starting in 2021, those players are Freddie Freeman and Enciarte. Hmm. So it definitely seems like the Braves are kind of planning on – what they're going to do because they have such talent in the organization coming up that's still in these you know pre-arbitration years with Acuna and Albies, so they're going to have to prepare to sign those guys you know to keep them around. So they need that money freed up, which to your point is to why anyone any free agent they might want to sign, they're going to need to keep those years down so that that money is free for them to use when it, when they need it. Well, now that the market is really blown away with Bryce Harper in 13 years, <laughs> yeah. what do you think Acuna is going to win? Oh, if that's he, a, that's if a great he has question. a great year this year and continues to on an upward swing, hits 35, 40 home runs, driving 100 this year, what do you think Acuna is going to win? He's make? an MVP candidate, and if, he, and if he's up there in the running, he's going to be getting that kind of money. When, right? when do you do comes. it? When, when do you do Because, I mean – 
again, the reason that he started in AAA last year and missed the first month of the season wasn't because he wasn't ready. He hit like 900 in spring training last year. <laughs> he was ready to play, and then obviously he came up and proved it. It was so they had that extra year of, of control, um, which means are they going to wait? Six years I, to pay him that money because he'd be pretty mad if they did. You know, I argued that I point. Be. I argued that point last year. I had a conversation with John Schulholz, and I said, "John, this game has changed." I said, "Why are you guys holding talent back to try to control them when you know after three years you're going to try to sign them to a long-term deal anyway? Because mm-hmm. it makes sense to lock those guys up when you have a sense of control." And you're not going to make them mad. You're not going to make them angry. But you leave them down there to control them. Now, in their mind, Give them I'm the mad. Money. I'm mad at you. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm mad too. I'm, I'm mad, him. and it's, and it's it's going to make it harder for those guys. So when you see guys, it actually does stick with them because Chris. It, Bryant, it happened with Chris, Chris Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, he brings it up. Constantly. Right. He was held back for the, the month, the arbitration a couple years ago. He was the MVP the next year yes. in Major League Baseball. And he's still dealing with that. He goes to arbitration every single offseason. He set the record twice now <laughs> in terms of the money that you've gotten from that situation. And, it, yeah, well, you know what? Um, they didn't bring me up, so this is the deal. This is the reality that I live in. So maybe down the road that might impact their ability to negotiate with him. Um, I wonder from your perspective, Orlando, again, Orlando Lynch joining us here on the baseball show as a season ticket holder. We've spent very little time talking about Ronald Acuna, probably just because of the assumption that he's going to be great. How excited are you to be able to go out there 81 games this season and see that dude play outfield and hit the baseball? Oh, man. This guy, this guy just has quick hands. His hands are unbelievable. He, his hands, I compare him to a Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah. You know, Barry Bonds, as you know, he, nobody here like Barry Bonds. Wow, that's <laughs> a boy, great comparison. Oh, boy, this guy had hands. So, um, Acuna, it's just a pleasure to see him day in and day out. Well, it's a pleasure to, to speak with you and, and have you on the show for a segment here. And obviously, having to me. be down here this entire week is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's been very exciting. Thank you, guys. That's Orlando Lynch, the owner of Atlanta Peach Movers. This is the spring training show brought to you by Atlanta Peach Movers. There's no tree in our name. Final hour coming up next. We're going to get to a ton of audio that we got yesterday talking to these guys at spring training and get into all the other storylines as well. Right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome to the Taz Show with multi-time pro wrestling champion celebrated color commentator, award-winning podcaster, and morning show host on CBS Sports Radio. This is Taz, and we like it all in the world of sports entertainment, wrestling, and beyond with special guests and more. Listen anytime on demand at radio.com. This show will always rock you to the core with strong opinions from yours truly. It's body slam and excitement, I promise you. Download and subscribe to the Taz Show on the new radio.com app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.